Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner. We are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we're talking about girls and clothing. Are they owning their sexuality? Are they growing up too soon? We've got a lot to say about this and we know so will our listeners. And then as always, we'll end with our cool picks of the week. But first, I have to ask you a quick question. Let's make this a quiz. Okay. For our listeners. I love We were talking about this before we started rolling. So you said hello, but I sang hello. I was like, hello. And I right away said, is it me you're looking for? (laughs) Because I'm old and I think of Lionel Richie. Right. And I think of Adele. Of course I said, hello, how are you? And then I think there's the cars in there somewhere too. So this is probably a generational gap, but I want to know from our listeners, what do you think of when you hear the song hello? Is it Adele or do you go further back? Are you team Liz with Lionel or team Kristen with Adele? (laughs) Team Liz with the 1930s jazz rendition of... (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't go that far back. Anyway, this should be an interesting topic. I had no idea what I was doing when I put this up on Facebook. So we do an annual two-piece bathing suit post for kids on Cool Mom Picks. It's something that I think people look forward to. People ask us when it's coming out. We have so many readers that write to us, and they say particularly when their girls hit about six, they realize that the tried-and-true brands of clothes that they used for them as toddlers and little girls – they change in styles and they get more adult. Let's just use that word for now. We'll I use wish other I had words used, later. I wish I had <laughs> used that word, Liz. And so they're always asking for recommendations. And they use all kinds of different language when they write to us, right? They say, do you know any modest bathing suits for girls? Do you know any <sighs> not sexy clothes? Do you know any appropriate clothes for little girls? Do you know any? So they ask us for swimsuits with all different adjectives. And you chose a choice one. Yeah. Well, you know what? I chose non-hoochie. I did it. <laughs> a non-hoochie it out there. A non-hoochie bathing suit. And, you know, listen, we have done this post now, and I say we, and I mean you, Liz, <laughs> have done this post for how many years now? It's been at least four or five years that yeah, we've published Yeah, yeah, every this. year we look for the best and we more modest options for little girls, specifically for parents who prefer their kids yes. to wear two pieces that are more sporty than sexy. Let's say that. Yes. Well, you said that so nicely. However, <laughs> I just said non-hoochie, which I have to say, we've said that before. But this year, and I get it, I get why, but I'm just going to say this year I said it and people went ape shit. A few people. A few people. A few I think people. there were a few different perspectives. But on our Facebook page, you said the best non-hoochie bathing suits for girls because, well, they're still kids. And that's when Facebook blew up. <laughs> and my head exploded and we had to walk away from the internet for now an hour. Look, over the years, <laughs> we've used it. And you know what? Honestly, I don't think we've ever had a negative comment in the past uses. I run, you know, the Facebook. I have a weird, odd memory for these things. And I don't remember anyone. Most people were like, yeah, our kids don't need thongs. You know, why do they need those square string bikinis when they're four? Yeah, and we've talked about that specifically in the post, that when you see ruching, which is, you know, that kind of gathered stuff at the cleavage on a bathing suit top yeah that's specifically designed to make you look like you have larger breasts and whenever i yeah. see that on a like a three-year-old suit i'm always like why do little girls need ruching on their bathing suits so yeah we've talked about those very specific trends mm-hmm. or sometimes there's like kind of uh cheeky things <laughs> written on the cheeks oh, oh, oh right I, I thought you were just talking about cheeky like bathing it'll suits. say sassy on a bathing suit for a little girl right or swag or swag future it's just- gold digger whatever they say these days and sometimes they have like little cherries right on the nipples like you guys 
we spent a lot of time looking for like cool children's <laughs> clothes. We've seen it all. And we you have. probably have two parents. I mean, I'm sure you guys are shopping in the places that you shopped for your girls when they were little. And then you realize they hit six and you're like, whoa, this neckline is plunging now. How okay, did that but happen? Can't we all agree? I feel like at some level we agree that like two and three year olds, even six year olds, they don't need to be wearing sexualized bathing suits. So then I have to say... I guess it's the choice of words. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate because okay. obviously I agree with you. Okay. I will admit my personal bias towards like more tank style tops or racer tops. And my girls like two pieces. They're easy to get in and out of, especially if you've got toddlers and diapers. I mean, oh, one pieces are a nightmare. Yeah. And they like stuff that they can swim in that won't fall off. So I'm definitely biased towards those. But my oldest daughter is now mm-hmm. almost 11. Ah. <laughs> I know. that <laughs> I see her starting to like gravitate towards stuff that's like a little more, I don't even know what word I can mature? say without people yelling at me. Mature? Thank you. Mature. mature. Provocative. Mature. Adult. Teen. I don't know. Hoochie. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so, and so I agree with you in principle. Now that's our own biases. There are other people who are different. There are other cultures that are different. Absolutely. I mean, no, it is. And that's a great point because it is very cultural. And I think a lot of the little kind of teeny weeny bikinis that we've seen were actually more, I think, from like Latina and Latino companies. Mm-hmm. That's true. Actually, there have been a lot of um, Brazilian yeah. bathing suits. Surprisingly, from the country that also popularized Brazilian bikini waxes. <laughs> Are you talking about Venezuela? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm one glass of wine in and I know. Anyway, I, you know, I think... That the choice of words, I admit, was not great. And, and you know, I what? don't know that it was not great. I think you were being funny. I was trying to be. He- but- so here's my observation. Again, I'm playing like devil's advocate a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I think that there has been a change over the 10 years since we have been writing about stuff like this. And I think there Good was point. a point, even like a year or two ago, yeah. where... A parent's biggest concern was the sexualizing of children, just like you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Where we had, like, articles about Abercrombie doing push-up bras for, like, eight-year-old girls to give them cleavage. And who was it? Victoria's Secret that did, like, a line for little girls. What were on those underwear? Oh, Call Me on the crotch. Oh, yeah, Call Me. Great. That's what I want my third grader wearing. Seriously, Dare You was on the butt. I remember. And we did that April Fool's post that was called (laughs) Self-Respect Underwear. (laughs) Where we it had, was like, if you can read this, you need to step away. Or yeah, if was you can so read awesome. this, you're too darn close. <laughs> Another one's like, my dad has a gun. I don't know. They were pretty funny. But and- people kind of believed them because at that time, there was so much ridiculous shit. I'll just say it. You know, yeah. like I'm looking at the picture right now. We will put it on this post. Like mm-hmm. you won't even believe it. And they were sized small. Remember? Because people were like, those aren't for teens and tweens. But no, they were no, no, sized no. They were little. small they were, on purpose. Yeah, they were for kids like six and eight. And so anyway, that was only two years ago. Well, I think we have an ever-evolving culture and understanding about what it means to be sexual, to be a woman, to own your femininity and your sexuality. And I think that's good. I love these evolving conversations. I think sometimes we project some of that onto kids, right? Yeah. So sure. I think where it used to be that you could make a joke about coochie clothes. And by the way, can I just stop for a second and say, I think I have a total misunderstanding of what the did term is. Did you dad and nerd the word hoochie? Okay, so. Please I, tell me you did. I did. So yes. I, so now I understand that it's like a derogatory term often, not mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. for a woman along the lines of like slutty or promiscuous. However, I always, probably because I'm old and think of Lionel Richie, (laughs) 
<laughs> I think of like a belly dance, right? So I looked it up and sure enough, the hoochie coochie was a belly dance in like the 1800s. It was a term that originated at the Philadelphia Centennial Exhibition. You're a city, Kristen. Oh my god. In 1876. And so hoochie coochie meant like kind of a sexy dance. And mm -hmm. so I just thought hoochie wear was kind of like sexy wear. And I thought it was cheeky. I didn't think it was derogatory, but we were schooled. Yeah, we were schooled. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, we can take it. I think we appreciate when our audience is is informed and passionate about this. And I, I agree. feel as though it's especially timely given the situation and the things that have been happening in the news. With the Stanford case. With the Stanford case, but also there have been issues with dress codes, mm -hmm. you know, where girls are being told they can't wear something because that might cause certain things to happen to them. Like some girl got banned wearing yoga pants. Oh God. Well, we, you know, what? we should get more into that in a bit because that's a whole issue in itself. But I think if you look at some of the comments from Facebook, they were well taken. Like I appreciated their feedback. Well, most of them. Okay, so one woman said, it's a little ridiculous to call little girl swimsuits hoochie. Bodies are bodies. Giving little girls messages that their bodies are dangerous at a young age seems counterintuitive to me. I'm trying to see her perspective. So I understand if we're using the word to describe the bathing suit, but I don't think that's describing the kid. And the idea of giving little girls messages that their bodies are dangerous. Mm. What do you think about that? Is that valid? Um, I mean, I think it is valid because if we're calling a bathing suit a hoochie bathing suit, right, then that means that that bathing suit is sexual and sexy and that we don't necessarily want that on our child. Does that mean that it's bad? I don't know. For me, it is. I don't want my five-year-old, six-year-old, I'll be honest, even my 12-year-old, but she really wants to wear like hoochie bathing suits. La, 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 la. I can't anyway. hear you. La, 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 la. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't think my girls need to be in them. I don't yeah. understand the function that they serve for a You know, another perspective that was agreeing with her, someone said that, you know, when we say our top picks for modest two-piece swimsuits is sufficient to get the point across without demonizing less modest options. Now, I think that's interesting. Oh, that is so interesting. The other, so the way of that we were kind of making fun of, quote, less modest options was somehow demonizing them, which is bad. That's where I'm trying to like figure out where that comes from. So I think it's kind of this evolving feminist perspective that all clothes are good, all clothes are fine, women's bodies are not dangerous or bad. I totally understand that. But I also think that there's a responsibility we have as parents yeah. to like seek out options that are more kid-like for our little kids. And that's not because their bodies are bad or dangerous, but because I don't know why a two-year-old has to start thinking she has boobs. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, or feeling bad about not having boobs. And so she needs ruching. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to understand her point, And I think it comes from a good and thoughtful place. But when she said that the article is sexualizing the bodies of young girls indirectly, I thought, I don't know, are we? No, I disagree with that. I absolutely do not think at all that we're sexualizing the bodies of little girls. Now, I can understand the idea that we should be able to have choices, right? You know, equality, women's rights, feminism is about having choices. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very sexist that there are these super sexy, adult, mature options for little girls. Like, do we need those choices? And yeah. who's coming up with that crap? Well, that's where I think, okay, so if we talk about thong bathing suits for five-year-olds, right? And we say, well, we'd like options that are, you know, alternatives to thong bathing suits for little girls. Is that us sexualizing little girls? Or is it us saying we refuse to accept the sexualization of little girls through clothing designers who are making this kind of 
stuff. And yeah. as, again, from like our own cultural biases. Yeah. And P.S. Those kids, you know, under five or six, although my five year old does pick her clothes. Oh, boy. Anyway, they're not necessarily going out and picking all their clothing. Hmm. It's being chosen for them by their parents. So I could see maybe when they're older that, yeah. okay, hey, here are all the options for you. You should be free to pick what you want to wear and not feel like you're objectified. But come on, we're talking about a three-year-old. Well, our they, eat, they eat raisins off the floor that have been there for seven <laughs> days. The raisins that are larger than the breasts that are being covered <laughs> by the small little teeny tops. Well, our editor, Kate A2, who's great and really thoughtful, cool mom, she is quite a few kids including girls and she um she wrote the article this year mm-hmm. and she had said something about how she actually liked the idea of her kids having more modest options now and seeing that they can be stylish with the hopes that when they become tweens and teens later on that they might make those choices for themselves what do you think about that well i just hate the word modest in general and you, you know that you do hate that we i know gone back and forth about this because when i hear the word modest i think of clothing in the company companies i should say where they are trying to cover girls completely like they have kind of religious connotations it is a, right? it is a religious like modesty suits yeah. tend to be you know yeah like, and we're not and, doing it for boys we're and, not making boys wear full scuba suits in the in the pool and or wherever actually that's kind of the other end of the spectrum isn't it that like when you talk about girls having to wear modesty suits that to me is actually like saying that little girls bodies are sexual and should not be seen and might tempt boys like that freaks me out even more than saying we don't like little bathing suits so I don't know there's two ends of the spectrum here right but you know I understand your point like when you think of a modesty swimsuit that has its own connotation that's what I wear Liz now that's what I hit 40 (laughs) and I'm wear a modesty bathing suit not my cute 12 year old but I'll say stuff like oh I'm going on the today's show so I'm gonna wear like a more modest top because I don't want my boobs hanging out so like I think of modest sometimes in terms of just me not flashing the world. I don't even know. I have no idea what you're talking about. A shirt to cover your boobs. I have boobs, I know. I don't understand. You got the height. I got the boobs. All right. Well, listen, I want to transition because I want to talk more about this as as a general issue about what girls are being shamed for wearing. And, you know, especially as we have got tweens that, you know, the -the off-the-shoulder look is very popular. My 12-year-old is begging to wear crop tops. And it's really hard for parents to navigate. And then you're seeing girls getting, like, banned from school and all this shame down stage for wearing clothes. And 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 then it gets me mad. That's been kind of ongoing for the last several years. And all you have to do listeners, is do a Google search right now for sexist dress codes in school. You won't believe how much Uh. stuff there is. Or yoga pants banned in school or leggings banned in school. So now we've transitioned from like toddlers where we're choosing what they can wear to girls who now are an older age where they're hormonal, boys are hormonal, and principals are trying to do what I think they think is the right thing by keeping attention on schoolwork and not on opposite sex. First of all, duh. If you're a 15 year old boy, I think it doesn't matter what the girl's wearing, right? No, you're gonna be imagining what's under there. Oh come on, (laughs) it's the most ridiculous, sexist thing I've heard. And can I just say, North Carolina, like, come, North Carolina is just really trying hard to make people. What are they doing? Well, now they're saying that they're gonna look to ban skinny jeans and leggings. The school board vice chairwoman Jeanette Nichols said the proposal was developed after some quote bigger girls were being bullied because of their tight jeans. Oh, so they were just protecting the self-esteem of the bigger girls. 
Yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> I think that's press spin. Well, here's what I've seen, because I've seen quite a few Facebook posts, and one of them specifically was from a mom who went to bat for her daughter because her daughter was publicly shamed in front of her high school for wearing yoga pants. I can't even believe home. that. And they looked in the school code, and what it said was that athletic wear is not allowed in school. And so the mother came in. I love this woman. And she sat there with her daughter and her principal. And she looked at the principal and she said, oh, okay, athletic wear is banned. So I guess we won't be seeing the boys yeah. wearing basketball Hello. shorts anytime yeah. soon. And he stopped and he thought about it. And then they decided that from now on it would just be spandex. Not yoga pants. What? And that, yeah. They did adapt and change the dress code, I think, to accommodate her. Um, because her point was well taken, which is that it was totally sexist. And I think this idea that, like, boys just can't control themselves. And so girls need to cover up completely in order to take care of those poor boys who can't control themselves or keep their hands to themselves. Don't it's just get me started. nasty. Yeah, it is awful. It's awful. And, you know, there there is such a double standard and the message that it sends to girls. And let's just be honest here to girls that might not fit this, you know, super skinny, whatever mold. I think it's terrible. Just from a body image, self-esteem standpoint, that's terrible. But then add in the whole sexism issue. And I, I want to send my daughter into school like in a latex bodysuit just to like protest. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. What are you going to do about this? Well, there's actually a really fascinating article in Time magazine, an opinion piece from uh, Laura Bates, who's the founder of the Everyday Sexism Project. And her whole theory is that when teachers punish girls specifically for wearing clothes that are deemed too distracting for mm -hmm. boys to handle, that it teaches a damaging lesson and that it perpetuates rape culture. I think that's a pretty intense theory. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I completely agree with her. So it basically lets boys off the hook. Like, mm -hmm. well, she it's the old, like, she was wearing the a short same, skirt thing. The same. We've been having this for so many years. Centuries, probably. You know, the too short toga sheet she was wearing. <laughs> Back <laughs> yeah. in. It's ridiculous. You know, and it's funny. I don't know how you feel about this, because I know we've talked a lot about, especially our oldest girls and the styles. And for a while, I was very much against my oldest getting like a crop top. She tried to go to like a school dance function with her shirt off her shoulder, even though she was wearing a tank top. Yeah. Underneath. And she's in sixth grade. And she's in sixth grade. And, you know, I was like, mm, I don't know if that's like the right thing to wear. That was maybe three or four months ago. And I've completely changed my whole approach. Really? To it. Tell Absolutely. me, do you have guidelines for your own kids? Do you have like a dress code or something? Where would you draw the line? I just want to make sure that she feels comfortable and that she can be active and complete the tasks, whether it's at school or mm -hmm. whatever activity she's doing in a way that's comfortable. Yeah. And isn't necessarily showing like private parts. Like, let's maybe keep that under wraps. So there's no call me on her underwear. That no, she's no, wearing no. As a fashion statement. Yes. <laughs> but, God you know, forbid. like if a crop top. You guys should have just seen Kristen's eyes roll back in her head, by the way. <laughs> I on. think I actually saw it happen for get real. Them. I got to get them out. <laughs> Give me a minute. No, but, you know, like if the crop top goes up above the boobs when her hands are in the air, I'm going to say no to that. But okay. you know what? I have really let up. Mm -hmm. Because I want her to be able to feel comfortable 
um, with her body. I, you know, we've talked about this. She's got friends talking about thigh gap. Yeah, no, that creeps me out. So, like, let's be happy with your body. And if you're comfortable, go for it. I agree. Now, the one thing I disagree with, though, is I haven't let my oldest daughter wear belly shirts yet. She wears, um, like, camisoles underneath it to cover her stomach. And I guess it comes back to the same thing. It's not just about being comfortable. I think, for me, it's about letting kids be kids. And I want her to be able to hang upside down on the monkey bars yeah. and run around and do well, gym and play and be active and not be worried about like what her shirt is doing or what her skirt is doing. The one rule I do have, <laughs> she she has, you know, shorter shorts, which I don't have a big problem with because, you know, let's face it, she's like a straight little 10-year-old stick right now. <laughs> and so she wears these like kind of shorter denim shorts. And I just tell her if she's wearing a t-shirt with it, they cannot cover the shorts because I don't want her to look like she's going to school with no shorts on. <laughs> no pants day. It's a new thing. Forget pajama day. It's no pants day. So let's bring this back to this original talk. Okay. And how do these things come together? Because I've really been thinking about this last few days because I think these readers are really thoughtful in their disagreement and, you know, how they presented themselves and they were passionate. And I, I really thought about what they've said. So thank you to our Facebook fans because you guys really make us think. But I was thinking, is there something to the idea presented by some of the readers that if you don't want your girls in so-called provocative clothes when they're little, that that's perpetuating the same idea as girls not being able to wear what they want when they're teens because that's body shaming. I think that there's something to be said about kids being kids. And Mm -hmm. I think rules are different for young children than they would be for older kids. I mean, that's there, you know, you can't drive until you're 16. You can't drink until you're 21. I mean, we do, you can't vote until you're 18. There are separate rules for a lot of things that differentiate children from adults. Right. And I think it's fair to say that clothing can and and probably should be one of them. I think that's a really good point. And look, I'm still formulating my opinion sure. here. I'd actually Me love too, to hear from really. our listeners yeah. because I'm trying to figure this all out and how it all ties together. My instinct is that I want, like you, my little kids to be little kids as long as possible. I don't want them to look sexy in any way. That doesn't mean I'm sexualizing them. It mm-hmm. means I think that there's clothes that are better for little kids you know like look going way back to the beginning of our site we've always said that we never liked those t-shirts that said like future gold digger future hottie or whatever like I think that diminishes what girls can be when they grow up sure so I feel the same way about outfits that are designed to sexualize them Mm -hmm. I don't think it's us sexualizing them or I'd like to think that it's not us but then I think as they get older and they're adolescent and there are different factors in their interactions with boys I want to be open to what it is they want to wear, but I also want to be able to have a discussion with them about, I think consequences is the wrong word, but about the effects that certain choices have, right? And that the reality is if you wear a tank top and a mini skirt to an interview as an adult, you're going to be perceived differently than someone who wears a three-piece suit, right? Yeah, there are social perceptions, and I think kids need to learn that and understand, you know, there's etiquette. There's just etiquette. There are things you wear, you know, restaurants have dress codes. Places mm-hmm. have dress codes, and I that's I still make my kids is. take off hats in restaurants, and they think I'm so old-fashioned and crazy. <laughs> no, I'm all for it. I mean, there, there are certain things that you wear in certain places. I don't think that's, you know, at all yeah. a, a problem. But I do think to say, okay, well, you can 
can't wear that without an explanation, mm-hmm. which usually comes down to some sort of, well, like you can see your figure. Well, right. what's wrong with that? Shouldn't we be teaching our kids to say, why are you looking at me that way? Why are you talking to me that way? And Rather I, than yes. have them change their clothing. And you know what? See, I think that's the point that some of the women were making on our Facebook page, actually, was that we need to be teaching our kids that like if someone is staring at you, that's not your fault. On the other hand, I think it's fair to let kids know if you wear this kind of outfit, you will get attention. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make it right or wrong. Maybe it's totally wrong, but it's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I still remember my dad. Like, I was absolutely gothy, punky, (laughs) believe it or not, before I became total yuppie sellout in high school. I was like a, you know, 80s alternate chick. You know, in the androgynous days where we all looked like Robert Smith. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I used to, you know, have like black hair and I had the sides shaved and I had a blue tail, Kristen. That's how old I am. Like the Till Tuesday tail. I I can't. I'm closing my eyes. I know. So sad. I'll take us some photos for you one time after a few more glasses of wine. You can make fun of me. So, but I remember him saying, look, you can dye your hair black you can shave the sides but you have to know that that people will judge you a certain way and Mm -hmm. I used to be furious with him I was so mad that he would say that and you know what he was totally right now it didn't change what I wore how I dressed Mm -hmm. but I learned when I got a job when I was out of college that I had to work twice as hard as a woman to be perceived as mature responsible and professional Mm -hmm. and I grew the hair out and I stopped (laughs) dying it black and you know I still felt like I had my own personal style but it evolved because I wanted to be taken seriously. And everyone has different opinions about that. But for me, that's what worked. So I think his point was really well taken that when you make choices, certain people are going to project their own shit on you, right? And they're going to see certain things in you and you have to decide if you're okay with that or not. Well, I think there's definitely a greater level of acceptance in terms of people who look different, who have different styles, tattoos, piercings, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, So it's changing, but I do agree with you that it's it is a discussion to have. If your kids are saying, "Well, I want to put you know like tattoos on your hands," mm-hmm. there you might be limited in your job. Whether that's wrong or right, that's a fact. Do you ever feel limited by the tattoos on your hands? <laughs> <laughs> you have tattoos. I don't. I know, but they're not on my hands. They're only on my wrists. There I feel go. empowered now. I'm going to go get a blue tail after we're done recording. <laughs> but don't you want to hear what our listeners have to say? I really do because I think this is a tough one. I yeah. think people have a lot of different opinions that are passionate and I think also a lot of us have opinions that are still forming like mine and yours to some degree I think we're figuring this all out and especially as our views of women and men and their relationships and rape culture and all this other stuff that goes with it some of which is a lot heavier than we're getting into today I think that our perspectives are changing and I would love to know what other people think about dressing their girls yeah whether you've got babies or you know whether you've got teens or kids that are in college now or all grown up we'd love to hear from you you can find us on Twitter. It's Cool Mom Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Use the hashtag Spawn Show. You can find us on Facebook where this whole thing started. And you can email us, spawned at coolmompicks.com. And don't forget all of the articles that we mentioned, although you can Google them and find them very easily. We will put them on our podcast page on coolmompicks.com. And hey, while you're at it, let us know what you think of the word modest. I'd like to know. I think that plus the hello thing, those are our two listener polls for the day. All right. Well, now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! So you know what? I'm going to go first this time. Go for it, friend. Because this is actually a good continuation of the discussion we were just having. Fantastic. So there is a really cool little mom-run company that makes really cool, cute kids' t-shirts. And they are called Free to Be Kids. 
and it's freetobekids.com. They're a company that believes the messages on our kids' clothes matter, and we've covered them before. They have really cute stuff. They've got, you know, raglans for little girls that says Smart Girls Club or Mr. Nice Guy oh, for boys. Fun. I like that. Yeah, they're all ethically made in the U.S. They also have teen clothes, grown-up clothes. Anyway, I love their stuff. But they happened to create a brand-new shirt just in time for this really fun election season. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's awesome. It's called America the Wonderful their t-shirt. It looks like an American flag, but when you get closer, you realize the blue field has the word love spelled out in stars, and all the red stripes are made up of words like compassion, kindness, hope, generosity, justice, peace. Well, that's awesome. And I think it's this lovely, nonpartisan message of unity, togetherness, love, positive values, understanding, like all the things I want my kids to believe. Mm -hmm. And they have it in baby and kid sizes. I happen to just love this shirt. If you're going to stick your kid in anything this election season, maybe this is it. Plus, you're supporting a cool mom-run company. But I would just check the site anyway, freetobekids.com. They have really neat stuff. And uh, I just like their values. And I like supporting companies like that. As do we all at Cool Mom Picks. So it's perfect. Well, we'll link them up on our site for sure. Of course. All right. So yeah, what's yours? I have Stacey Billis, our food editor at mm. Cool Mom Eats, to blame for this. She was raving about this kombucha. Have you ever tried kombucha tea, Liz? I mean, I know, I know about it, but I, I have not imbibed. <laughs> well, you're going to. I'm going to get you to try this. So really? kombucha is a probiotic. You know, a lot of people swear by it. It helps like the belly system and all that jazz. And I tried it before and it just makes me fart. <laughs> <laughs> so fart tea, yeah. basically. And so I was like, okay, can't do this. So Stacy put this on her Snapchat. It's healthaid, A-D-E. So it's health-aid.com. And they mm -hmm. have these different kombucha teas. There's a pink lady, apple one, a beet one. Dude, they are so delicious. Really? They're like bubbly. And they kind of they kind of taste like an apple cider, like a an alcoholic apple cider. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's tea? It's tea. And they've just got all like healthy, fancy stuff in them? Yes. And you, you feel fancy drinking them because it's a big brown bottle. I kind of feel like a hipster. That I'm drinking my So how does this tea. come? Is it like a... In a big a, brown bottle. Okay, so it's ready-made. You're yeah, not making tea. Oh, God, no. No. Have you, have you <laughs> Kombucha looks really scary. It looks like you it are... It comes in those giant packs with those, like, they look like bongs, right? That you, like, drink them out of with those... Isn't no, that no. Tea? If you grow your own kombucha, it really looks like you are growing, like, the head of a... I don't know what to say. Like, it's it looks like brains. It's really scary. Okay, well, I didn't know if you, like, steep it yourself. No, or no. It's just, I didn't mean grow it. It's like your, you know, windowsill. There's fermentation, Liz. Anyway, I have okay. to say, they're delicious. They're expensive. Of course, they always are. But I tried the cayenne one, which, you know, cayenne is supposed to, like, help your nasal passages and all this stuff. Dude, I got a little toasty from it. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> Look at you, giggly. You be careful if you, like, take it somewhere and you drink some. Because I actually texted Stacy and I was like, um... Is this a side effect that I didn't know about? And she's like, hey, maybe that's why my husband likes the, the cayenne pepper one. <laughs> I'm like, that's why. So wait, if I drink this, am I going to start eating like a ton of Cheetos afterwards? Is this bringing me back to my college days? No, Liz, <laughs> you're going to be eating kale chips. Duh. <laughs> that would be a sight to see, me and kale chips. Although if I know Stacy, she would do anything to get me eating kale chips with her. Anyway, it's health-aid.com. It's my new favorite thing. I have Stacy to blame for it. Try it. Let me know if you like it. If you're gassy, feel free to let me know that too. <laughs> Fart tea, you guys. <laughs> Kristen's cool pick of the week. <laughs>
All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Spawned. We are so glad that you're here every week bugging us for new episodes. Ah, it's true. And we enjoy making them. Another huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen, who is the bomb. Do we still say the bomb? Yes, we do. Well, we just did. And thank you so much for all of your reviews, which have been so awesome on iTunes. So if you Except for that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's always one. You know what? Her two stars is my motivation to do better. That's all I can say. But if you guys happen to like the podcast and want to share it with friends, that would be great. If you want to give us a dandy, authentic five-star review, that would be even greater. Yes. And please make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and download that episode. Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.